Hello, this is Reverend Mary Ellen, and thank you for tuning in today to uh, an important uh, lesson, I believe, for each and every one of us. I want to quote from Florence Scovel Shen's book, Your Word is Your Wand. And she says, Man's word is his wand filled with magic and power. Jesus Christ emphasized the power of the word. By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. She says, Man has the power to change an unhappy condition by waving over it the wand of his word. In the place of sorrow, appears joy, in the place of sickness appears health, in the place of lack appears plenty. And she says, Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. This means that man must know the truth of every situation which confronts him. There is no truth in lack or limitation. He waves over it the wand of his word, and the wilderness rejoices and blossoms as the rose. Fear, doubt, anxiety, and anger, resentment, pull down the cells of the body and shock the nervous system and are the causes of disease and disaster. Power moves, but is never moved. When man stands calm and serene, he has a good appetite, feels contented and happy when appearances are against him. He has reached mastery, and then he has the power to rebuke the winds and the waves and control conditions. His word is his wand, and he transmutes apparent failure into success. He knows his universal supply is endless and immediate, and all his needs manifest instantly on the external. Every man has the power to lift the fog in his life. It may be a fog of lack of money, love, happiness, or health. Your word is your wand. When I read those words, I was reminded of a story in uh, Ezekiel, the, a story about the dry bones. And sometimes we feel like we look around our life and it feels like our situation is, uh, is just dead and, and there's just nothing there worthwhile and we feel like there's no hope that there that we can't get out of the mess the hot mess that we feel like we're in and we might even feel like what's the use I, I don't see anything that's going to change and we can be at really a low point well that's where this story uh, was brought back to my mind I've always 
thought this story had uh, so many levels of deep meaning. But in, in the scripture, Ezekiel asks God uh, about this. And, and God says to Ezekiel, Can these bones live? Can these bones live? And the story of Ezekiel can remind us that, that no matter how dead something may seem, uh, there, there can be new life called into that, even when something seems hopeless. And so in Ezekiel's situation, he was instructed to prophesy, to preach to the dry, brittle, dusty, well-beyond-life bones. Because there, there was life that could be spoken into it. And we could say that for our, our experience, whatever it is. And in the story, it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me by the Spirit, set me down in the middle of a valley that was full of bones, and led me and showed me that I should prophesy to those bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, and I, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you will live, and you will know that I am the Lord. Well, I thought about this story, and this, how, this, it's an allegory, really, um, you know, it's told as if, as often things are in Scripture, as a historical happening. But beyond that, it's an allegory that applies, actually, to each and every one of us. That, you know, we hear about things happening in the world, and and there's wars, and there's there's uh, people having to flee their homes. There's hunger. There's so much stuff going on, and we can wonder is it lifeless is there any life left in this uh, view of of life that we are we are uh, seeing and so it's it's as we come into this time to assess uh, the rest of our life and what we're going to do with it because that's where we always are at any any point we're, we're assessing what are we going to do with the rest of our life. Well, I see that this lesson really applies to each and every one of us. You know, the the children of Israel were exiled. They they uh, and and when when there is an exile uh, mentioned in in a story like this, it's when we feel separated. We feel separated from God. We feel separated from our good. And so when I look at the story, I find that there are spiritual principles that I can use and can I can apply, uh, even though originally the story seems like it applies to other people in another time, but it really applies to us today. If we're having experiences or situations that seem as if there's nothing that can be done to improve them, or if, even if we feel completely shut off from our good, uh, we could we can see how in this story, 
Ezekiel had this dream and a vision of what he was supposed to do. God told him in the story uh, through a vision that he was to uh, speak the word. He was to prophesy. And so uh, I won't go into the story of who Ezekiel was in a literal sense uh, as a leader, but there's so much in the story that applies, I believe, to each and every one of us. See, Ezekiel had a dream, a vision, uh, that this that the symbolism was used within that, and he saw this valley filled with dry bones or something that just seemed impossible. And he was told to prophesy to it, to call to the four winds, uh, the breath, and uh, upon, and and that the breath would, the breath of life would be carried. Uh, and he was told that he was to do this, and and that the bones became enlivened, in, as the story says, and stood on their feet, and so on. Well, the message, of course, is one that brought hope to the exiles when they heard it, but it's also a story that uh, brings hope, as it were, to us, and it relates to us, uh, not just to people of another time. Whenever we find ourselves in situations or experiences that has us feeling exiled or separation, a separation from our good or separation from God, uh, there is a message here. And and the name Ezekiel means God is strong. It also means God is power. And it also means whom God makes strong. Metaphysically, and this is you can find this in the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary, it tells us that Ezekiel means God strengthens. We may apply this story of Ezekiel's vision to our own development, for it is a symbol of what may happen in anyone's spiritual growth. When we touch the God consciousness, we realize the presence of a mighty power and that at first we fall down, that is, we become inactive, for we uh, feel our insignificance and our inability to do anything. But we soon find, however, that we, what we, must go, we must go forth and carry the message to others. We must do, we must preach, we must prophesy, and God strengthens, and so on. Anyway, uh, that's what Ezekiel represents within each of us. So, really, whenever uh, the people were in exile, right? And so Ezekiel is bringing the message of life to that. Everything is really up to us. Um, it, it, if I think about the story I see it, it wasn't up to God whether the bones would live. It was up to Ezekiel to speak the word of life, to make the change. And it always is up to, to us, isn't it? I was thinking of a story, perhaps you heard that, where um, there's a wise teacher who's tested by a student and 
and and he's asked uh, you know to guess something behind his back he's holding something behind his back and he he says do I have a live bird or a dead bird in my hands right now and the wise teacher uh, absolutely knows what will happen here if if the teacher says that the that the bird is live then uh, the the person will cause it to leave that life if the if the teacher says that it's dead then uh, it will be as we choose so to me I don't think I told that story very well, but to me, it underlies the importance of realizing the outcome of your or my present situation or condition uh, that we can relate to uh, this. The outcome will be as we choose, as the teacher said to the student. In other words, knowing he would either crush the life out of it or not, depending on whatever the teacher said. So we have the responsibility. It's up to us to remember anytime we feel we're facing a situation that there's absolutely no good in it, that it's, that it's too late to do anything about, well, it's never too late to speak the word. It's never too late to use the power of the word in our life. You see, nothing is ever beyond spiritual principle. That's what this story uh, reminds me. Nothing is beyond the power of spiritual principle. So where do we begin to make improvements with whatever is going on? Uh, it has to, where, where do we restart it, it? It has to be right where we are. We can't begin at a past moment. And, and we really can't begin at some unknown moment in the future. We have to remember that we start right where we are and with what we have right now. And so I like to remind myself that I am where I am and where I am all power and authority is. The fullness of God is where I am. If I if I dwell in the presence of God then the presence of God is in every moment. And so it's up to me to choose to see it and know it. We can't begin with what we thought at another point was impossible. Um, sometimes we say, oh, if I'd only known then what I know now, you know, I could have changed things. Well, uh, that's, that's just a, a way to spin our wheels. Um, we always start with where we are. So... It's beginning now with what we have in our consciousness and as we are looking at whatever's going on, but starting with what's in our consciousness. And the good news about all this is because we live in, in the infinite, there is no question that doesn't have an answer. Absolutely no question that doesn't have an answer to it. There is never anything that is beyond change or beyond improvement. And that's the truth. So we begin where we are, even if where we are isn't where we want to be. Even if where we are right now isn't the perfect situation or the world isn't in the perfect condition that we want. It's important for us to remember we have to start at our starting point. We don't start with affirming that the dry bones have no life in them, but we 
start with affirming the good that we desire to see, even before there's evidence. You know, if it, it, it it's if we wait for evidence, uh, it, it, we aren't we aren't using the power that we have that we've been given. Uh, even if there is evidence that things are wrong, that that it's that things are impossible, that the present situation is it just won't change. We can begin making changes within our thinking by affirming what we claim in truth and what is the foundation of the good that we are placed that we know is our foundation so we prophesy to ourselves really we really aren't prophesying to the condition as much as we are prophesying to ourselves bringing the breath of spirit into us concerning the situation Ezekiel is that in us that is in constant contact with the source, with the spirit, the sustainer, the maintainer of all that is within us, and understands the law, understands that there is the principle that strengthens us. See, metaphysically, Ezekiel symbolizes that within us that is totally connected to the spirit, to our higher self, to our inner being. And so we want to stay in contact with that and rely on that spirit. And it encourages us through that still small voice. It encourages us to trust the truth. You know, the I am in us is to prophesy to the dry bones, to the condition, to our belief about the experience, the lack or whatever to prophesy to our own selves about that. Even if debt seems overpowering, even if it seems healing is impossible, even if it seems a relationship uh, is lost uh, beyond repair, the message for us, as I see it, is to begin to prophesy to ourselves in the midst of the seemingly impossible situations. There is always the possibility of greater good coming forth. And so, start speaking the word of truth for ourselves. This is where affirmations come in so handy, so important. Not affirmations to change anyone else, but affirmations to build a stronger consciousness within us. Like Ezekiel speaking the, the, the word, prophesying to the seeming uh, impossible situation in in the valley, and so we start with using that same power. You know, the same power that was in Jesus is the same power in us. The same power to speak the word that Jesus used is within us to speak the word, speak the word of truth, and so that that sense of connecting with our higher self is that which brings us the good that we seek. Oh, you know, we have so much more power than we realize. So much more power. Nothing is, is so hopeless that we can't, when we, when we get our priorities 
straight, our spiritual priorities straight, and we begin standing firm on the truth of one presence, one power in our life and in all life at work, that, that the facts, the appearances, the seeming impossibilities does not have the final word in our life, but that we have the word and we can use the word to speak the truth, know the truth for ourselves and about life in general. We are so much more powerful than we realize. It's remembering it that's so important. It will be as we choose it to be. That's the way it always is. God bless you, dear friend. We trust that there's been some bit of inspiration for you in this time today. Thank you until we meet again. Bye for now.